Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to episode 492 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, Glenny? Looking I'm pretty going, sullen. Just, no, I'm fucking fine, mate. Just a little bit sick. Are you? Sick of Got your shit, Nathan. Got the COVID again, are you? Sick of your shit, mate. And let me guess, you're sick and you're still going to work, breathing I'm not all actually, over. I'm not actually fucking... sick, mate. Just sick of Nathan's fucking relentless bullshit. And and me me sitting over here who's done nothing. <laughs> also looking very stylish on my side. Except today, your ass. Today it's actually true. <laughs> today it's actually true. Yesterday yes, and every today. other day. Today I am so wearing the, uh, the the brand new green forest green green uh, tool nation hoodie that arrived. You know and, what? Uh, you look like tremendous. you could go and fucking liberate a Ukrainian city in that. Stop it. Possibly could. Possibly Fuck. could. Kermit the Frog was wrong because it, it looks that? to be very easy. Tool Nation green. is tool, tool, tool Nation is is very closely aligned with uh, the the proud nation of Ukraine. What's that? Your new nickname is Bayraktar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I tell you, I've been fucking fucking putting putting sunflowers up all over this bitch. <laughs> in a minute, there's gonna be a sunflower growing in fucking Glenny's seat if he keeps it up. <laughs> oh, you can jam one down the eye of my cock. Boys, I don't oh. like this hostility. I just don't understand where it's coming from, Glenn. I mean, look, I get it. It's been a long, it's been a long kind of a season. Look, I'm with you. I get it. But I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm direct. I'm directing that fucking hatred and pain inside, not to you. All right. Today, <laughs> Glenny, don't lash out like that, mate. I'm going to make it my fucking mission now. Oh, fucking, fucking go right ahead, cut. Fucking bring it on. Week. Oh, now um, can't wait. So, so, okay, so we've established that Glenn's had a horrible three days and he's coming in here in a kind of a mood. So let's see if we can't, uh, let's see we if need we can't to... escalate it and make it even worse over the course of the next hour or so. Do we need, do we need to postpone oh, the it, boys and do Glenny therapy? No. Fucking last thing I need is to Where's... try and fucking talk to you to make myself feel better. Imagine how long that would take. Fucking Glenny, Jesus. why do you think that is? Why Sorry? do you think that is? Because you're a miserable cunt. Okay. And how does that make you feel? Better about myself, if I'm honest. Okay. So you're actually saying that we're a positive influence and you couldn't live without us. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know about positive influence, but I would struggle to live without you both. Because really, exactly. in my own morbid way, I do love you. Exactly. You fucking Ken Lee. That took less than 90 seconds. He's back on track. I don't know who that is. And I'm back on track with not understanding a reference. Everything is fucking realigned in the world. Ah, it's good to be me. It's good to be me. Yeah, yep. Now, uh, we should look at some news things first. Uh, Let's have some follow-up on some previous items. The the Kalen Ponga-Kurt Mann situation in the cubicle. They have uh, reportedly escaped sanction following the saga. Um, The Knights and the NRL themselves launched investigations into it, but uh, apparently neither of them will receive a penalty, at least from the NRL. Uh, It's unclear at this stage whether Newcastle will sanction them internally. Um, Peter Parr, the the new Knights director of football, has previously stated that he will just support the decision of the integrity unit. So I guess if the NRL is not going to do anything, they probably... Don't feel they need to, based on what they've said. Yep. But yeah, I guess the, the 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 thing about this this whole story is, it doesn't matter what was what was going on in the cubicle or what they were doing, because unless there's video of it or eyewitness reports or a presumably drug tests that support anything, then or the head of an association that deals with 
players doing alleged sneaky shuffles in Cronulla bathroom stalls. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. No, we're not. <laughs> but, Some yeah. would, but we won't. But yeah, let's just say that cocaine is a fucking rampant drug <laughs> in the circles of the NRL. Yes. And it's old boys network and more. That's it. It's also an experimental stand. experimental drug that in the member you... stand bathrooms at, uh, at at Reclaim Australia Stadium, if we want to be specific. <laughs> May help you deal with the uh the trauma of uh having one of your parents lose a limb in a uh aviation accident. Allegedly. Jesus. Well, I mean, no, like he, did, he did fucking lose his limb. That actually happened. Yeah, you don't have to no, allege it. I, I, I feel like that's it's alleged that, it may point, or, that the drug may or may not help with the trauma, Nathan. That's that's what's alleged. Well, you know, they're experimenting with the whole, you know, MDMA and everything on, on uh, you know, war veterans suffering PTSD to great success. Go. That's not the same as fucking chalking up a line on the fucking dunny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in a in a Newcastle nightclub or fucking Cronulla, of the Cronulla member stand. <laughs> These are two different things. Just in clinical studies, there's no clinical studies taking place on the seat of a fucking toilet. All right, yeah, <laughs> especially not at, a, at an absolute is... grimy shithole like fucking Points Bet Stadium, Cronulla. Oh, fucking um, Jesus, <laughs> half built shit shithole. Um, oh, what yeah, else well, is happening? That, that was always going to be the case. Yeah, it's always yeah. going to be the case. Without hard evidence. Yeah, nothing was going to come of it. Even if they were tested. And, you know, who's to say they were actual hair follicle tested? You know, no, nothing would ever come out of that unless it was their third, scro- third strike. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, if they were mysteriously, like, you know, two years banned or whatever it was, then, then you know... Not only with not only with a did they, they return a positive drug test, but it's also like the second or third time they've done it. So, um, what else we got here in the news today? Tail in May, I'd forgotten all about this. Um, but yeah, like so it happened uh, like last year after after the season had finished after the grand the, the week after the grand yep. final, I think. Yep. Um, Tail in May was charged with uh, with assaulting someone. Uh, on October 8th last year. And today he was found guilty. Uh, apparently he was with Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai and Tyrone May at Maroochydore. Um, Cleary had approached an 18 year old man who'd taken a video of him, asked for it to be deleted. And then uh, the old, the old chestnut, which means you don't really walk away from your crimes. CCTV footage. was then presented <laughs> to the court, which showed May walk up behind the guy while he was talking with Cleary and Tyrone and grabbed him by the collar of his shirt, pulled him to the ground, and uh, smacked his head on the floor, and he suffered a sprained neck, which, I mean, Glennie can probably tell us about the first time he sprained his neck. Well, was, I'd like to tell you about the first time very... I realised I had a neck, Nathan. Um, it, was... <laughs> it was never. <laughs> it was never. It was never a go. And... It was the first uh, time yeah. he saw Sonny Bill walk past. Oh. Double take that viciously. Stop it. Sprained <laughs> dick, maybe. <laughs> well, after. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he pleaded not guilty to the charge of assault, occasionally bod- occasioning bodily harm. Um, he was labelled by the magistrate as uh, reprehensible and cowardly. And while he was found guilty, he was uh, severely punished by um, being ordered to pay $1,000 in compensation to the victim. Another one thousand dollars in fines, and didn't get a conviction recorded against him. There we go. So, uh, so I imagine that's that's probably the end of that, and it's all a big, uh, you know. It's one hundred percent a dickhead move. Yep. However, it's a fucking sliding doors moment because doing shit like the cowards grab from behind somebody and pulling them down onto the ground is how people can hit the back of their fucking head on the corner of a a bar table or a stool yep. or the fucking concrete or a step or whatever it is. And yep. then all of a sudden people are doing a fucking podcast about you and you, you, you're in the fucking slammer and Andrew Fafita's bringing you fucking love letters. So, um, lucky, lucky that it didn't go any further than that. Um, but you know, 
dickhead move. That's about it. It is, and it is, it is one of it is one of those things where it's just like could have gone very, very much worse. Uh, yeah. Luckily, didn't, and hopefully, I mean, the May family though. I mean, loose loose individuals. <laughs> you got to say two thirds of them now. They got a charge on them. <laughs> well, okay, in the whole nature versus nurture thing, no, no matter which one it is, why are we surprised that it's a whole family? Yeah, from from there too, I suppose. You know, well, it's not from there. There's plenty of fucking upstanding citizens from there. But if 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 poor you know if poor decision making's in one, you're not going to turn around and find fucking missionary Hopawati as the other sibling. Well, I mean, you kind of do though. I mean, like Will Hopawati is that, and then you got fucking uh, then you got yeah, coward punching fucking drug lord Jamil, and then his dad, and his fucking you know bush proctologist, and 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 all around and all around fucking loose cannon. Yeah, but one out of how many kids have they got? Like seven fucking kids or something? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Seventy-three. I don't know. A lot. One out of the entire clan turns out okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, in the maze, in the maze, I mean, you've got uh, our mate over at the Roosters, and he's the, he's he's the one in the maze in the maze family, <laughs> at least so far. Anyway, <laughs> you know, the the, uh, the year is young. Um, now, I can't I can't find the uh, the story about it, but I've got to talk about it with you, Glennie. Reports today that uh, the Leichhardt Oval will be uh, ceasing to host NRL games um, as of next year. Because it is uh, with the with the whole funding for the for the suburban stadiums being reneged upon uh, by the New South Wales government, the funding's not there to improve or upgrade Leichhardt Oval, and subsequently, it will it will not be used henceforth. Is it after twenty twenty three or is it from twenty twenty three? Can't be soon enough. Well, Look, I mean, yes. So, people I mean, like to call they, it the they eighth play, wonder. They play, they play like fucking two times a year anyway because they've got so many yeah. home grounds. People like to call it the eighth wonder. And there was a time, even in the West Tigers history, um, several years ago where, you know, it was glorious and the West Tigers used to run out and, and um, you know, very tough to beat. Um, now, every time they play there, it's, it's built up as, you know, another clash at the eighth wonder and, Everyone gets pumped up and the crowd comes out and full voice and the Tigers get fucking smashed and perform like pieces of shit. Um, so, look, at the end of the day, I've been to Leichhardt Oval many, many times in my life. Um, used to, uh, my dad's, one of my dad's best mates used to uh, own the Orange Grove Hotel. Used to park there, walk down to Leichhardt. Well, we used to go and have a feed at the hotel. Dad would have about 14 schooners. Then we'd go to the game. He'd probably have another several beers. Then we'd go back to the Orange Grove, have dinner. He'd have another 14 schooners and drive home because um, that was the customer. It was a different time. time. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some of the... Uh, some of the buildings around um, around Leichhardt, uh, Leichhardt Oval, the grandstands and some of the amenities, blocks, etc. Look like my dad actually drove into them whilst pissed on the way home from the Orange Grove Hotel and were never repaired. Um, indeed, the uh, the toilet amenities there at uh, at the far end. A fucking something resembling what I imagine a prison toilet would look like, other than blokes being fucked in it. At least when I was in there, um, it was fucking gross. And um, look, like I said, it holds a special place in many Bowmain fans' hearts, I'm sure. And there's been some good memories there for for the West Tigers, but you know, the fuck is Bowmain bringing to the fucking? table these days. Fuck those could cunts you, out of here. Could you explain what those good memories for the West Tigers are? Oh, look, there was a, there was a win one time. That one time we won a game. Uh, Benji Marshall kicked a field goal. Ironically, James Tedesco's debut, round one, against Cronulla. I remember going there. We'd been at the UFC on the Saturday 
and uh, went to the Leichhardt game against Cronulla on the Sunday. James Tedesco made his debut and blew his ACL in the same game. Benji Marshall kicked a field goal. It was fucking glorious. And can't remember fuck all else, if I'm honest. There you go. What would you say if I told you that, that uh, the Leichhardt Oval is uh, second last in all-time crowd averages for grounds? <laughs> 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 and, and and therefore, the, I, I put it to you that it that it was never that, that popular. In, that includes that includes <laughs> all time, all of, as in all, all time the, when fucking when Balmain were playing there and yeah, all time crowd averages. Sir. There was butchers and bakers and candlestick makers playing first grade, and a couple of people would you know take time off on a Sunday afternoon from their third job to go and all on the and watch the fucking were Tigers. So had yeah. nineteen still butchers, family members still, each. They're still butchers and bakers. I mean, they're they're at East now. Like they're still playing today. <laughs> I mean, look at their fucking team list. <laughs> I think that now, was the fucking worst joke this show's ever had. Yeah, it was. That it was, was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I fucking said it, and I and I retract nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, when did you become judge, jury, and executioner of the quality of the fucking jokes told on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh, Been bringing um, the fucking worst content on this show for fucking seven years running. Who the fuck are you? He's just, he's just fucking old, he's old Statler and Waldorf sitting up there in the top frame <laughs> yeah, on the fucking exactly. Skype window. Otherwise known just... as a fucking Muppet. Much like the fucking sound Muppet. <laughs> I'm what's fucking keeping this little ray of sunshine going. Balcony Muppet and sound Can Muppet. What a fucking duo. <laughs> without the Penrith Panthers this year, there would have been zero Dairy Queen on this show. Zero <laughs> fucking Lots of Dairy Queen. Queen. I mean, lots of Dairy Queen. Yeah. I've been nothing but Dairy Queen all year. I mean, Glennie's, you know, Glennie has he's had some moments, but <laughs> I'm more lactose intolerant Queen. Um, he's like the Coogee Bay Hotel Dairy Queen. I'd be interested to read more into this Leichhardt thing. And... Nathan Gillis, that is fucking, that is gold. And, and just see, look, you know, where the decisions come from. Because just hearing it, it sounds to me like it's politically motivated from one side. It's either reprisal from, from the government side for the NRL not want to, wanting to toe the line and thinking they can hit at a, um, you know, uh, Im- important uh, home, uh, heartland ground, whatever it is, or it's the NRL um, being absolute shitheads saying that they won't utilise it anymore and it's all because of the New South Wales government and the reason they've chosen that is because isn't fucking old Bible Basher Premier a West Tigers member? Is he? Wasn't that I don't the thing know. that every, every, everyone was expecting him to like, you know, oh, you've got to give equal funding to the West Tigers, they're your club? Yeah, look, I think, I just think, I think the main, I, I think, I think the, the main thing is that yeah, there's been unprecedented things such as uh, enormous flooding and fucking displacement in northern New yeah. South Wales around Lismore. Yep. Um, money has to be diverted because there are still people that don't have a fucking house up there at the moment and we're months and months down the track. And so that was the, that was the reason why they publicly... That was the public reason why funding for suburban grounds was withdrawn yeah, okay. from the government. And now Volandis is, you know... He's famously came out and said things, you know, like and, and made it a, yeah, where, yeah, pretty insensitive. Where he was sort of, you know, wanting the grounds done ahead of the, the other stuff. I mean, I can't imagine you actually think that, but that's, you know, it's kind of the, the the way that it came out when he said it. And um, and yeah, look, if the money if the money's not there, I mean, the money's not. I mean, fuck me, the 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 funding for grounds and the withdrawal of funding for grounds and then refunding and then another and then another ground gets funding that they didn't have previously. It's been going on for like the last twenty years, easily. Yeah. Um. So look, I think the move. I mean, the move is clearly towards. You know the large. Stadium. I mean, even Redcliffe coming in next year, and we're not going to play a lot of games at, at uh, whatever they call it now, at like Morton Daly Stadium. They're not going to get a lot no. of games there. I mean, they're, they're going to they're going to be playing our SunCorp. Broncos are going to be playing our SunCorp. Um, if the Titans were fucking half an hour closer down the road, they'd be playing all their games out of SunCorp as well. And uh, and so it goes then to you know in in Sydney where there's going to be you know games played out of Allianz and uh, you know games played out of Homebush. Yep. And it's just. And I think over over time they're going to try and push more and more of those games into there. So just the way it is. 
Yeah. It, it's times like this that I wish I understood the economics of a stadium deal a little bit more and mm. and really had a look into ownership and who owns it, what the clubs get out of it and what the benefits are for them. Then other stuff happens and I stop giving a fuck. But Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they're fucking expensive. Like the deals are expensive to... You yeah. Know. Uh, for for the clubs, like the, the the guys, not necessarily the owners, but the people who manage the rights yep. to use them, uh, like Stadiums Australia, you know, who owned, who had the rights for like uh, for Hope Solo and up there in North Queensland and things like that, they charge yep. a fucking fortune. Yeah, and so and when you're getting Titans level crowds or just below, yeah, that's it. It's hard. To, it's hard to make a you know an economical, but you know the thrust is more from. It does, like, for example, Suncorp provides Queensland Rail or Queensland Transport in general. You know, the buses and the trains are free for people to come and it's centrally located with train lines coming from all corners of southeast Queensland to yeah. get there. Yeah. And and the stadiums are new with great facilities, lots of food, and easy to get in and out of. So, so as a fan experience, there's something to be said for that kind of stadium. Yep. But you know the people who the people who support clubs that have never had like a hill or a suburban ground, it's very easy for them as well to fucking just say, "Oh, they suck. They're fucking old," because they don't they don't know. Yeah, they don't, they yeah, don't yeah. understand what the experience is. You know, going with your parents on the fucking hill to you know to like Brookie or like you know plenty of like Leichhardt and things like that, yeah. and they don't they don't understand. You know, and so there's so I'm not gonna I'm certainly not going to um. But honestly, do you hate know on anybody for having nostalgia towards that either because, I mean, it is fucking great. Here's the thing. I was chatting to someone the other day about it. We went to a um, local league basketball game a little while ago. Yep. And it's at a, a sports centre just down the road and they pull out all the big stadium seating from the sides of the the hall. They play on a court in the middle and it's, you know, cheap as shit to get in there. Yep. And we'll talk about it afterwards. And we were thinking back to when we were kids going to games and that stuff we didn't watch a lot of football at the football yeah. you went to the football to play football yeah because while your parents were sitting there watching or whoever you're with was was watching you were off fucking around with the other kids yeah running around running the concrete and down the bottom balls yeah. and, right. I was and sitting in my allocated seat that my season tickets at Campbelltown fucking afforded me yeah of course you were See, Fuck most of my football as a child, because I mean, I moved up here when I was, you know, really young. Most of my memories of, of football as a child, uh, with the because you know playing footy at school, and we got that QRL, yep, like season card sort of thing. And if you played footy, if you played footy at school, then you know you got free entry into the yep. outer, like the, the, the Broncos games and stuff like that when they come in the comp. And so I remember, like, we're back when Lang Park had like the concrete tiered sort of steps with the grass. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's where we were every time. And, yeah, um, that's and it. Was, and it was fucking great. And back when mum would get like a, a 1.25 litre bottle of of, uh, of of Kirk's ginger ale and, you know, t- and, and tip out the top fucking 10% or 20% of it and top it up with Southern Comfort and fucking take that in and... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and little Nate fucking just dying for a drink and see soft drink in the fridge and cracks it open and, and wonders oh, what the no. fuck... Why, why it tastes like fucking medicine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Those are the days. Um. <laughs> um, however, fuck the West Tigers as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew. They've got to put a field on top of that new fucking quad stretching building that they've developed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 um, what, one thing I didn't see though is wh- what are they doing for? Are they do they have to then relocate to like Accor or? Well, they've already. The, the main well, stadium say, for them is is Bank West. Yeah, because yeah, okay, sorry, yeah, Bank West, of course. Yeah, and that's a, and that's the thing too, because like Leichhardt, how many games they play? Two a yeah. year, maybe. Like it's not like it was getting. So whether I, I I don't think it's a horrible thing if they take the games away from Leichhardt to give them Camptown. Yeah, but so again, it's, a, it's oh, an expensive look, exercise for them to play so out look, of look there. Look at the so article. I bet, you, I bet you they don't though. Look no. at the article. It says it like could Bank West or Combank or whatever could stop hosting NRL games at the end of next year. Without funding from the New South Wales government, yeah, yeah, and that's so it could be I mean, could be NRL media spin. <laughs> so one hundred, yeah, one hundred percent. This is the NRL trying to get some fucking spin. They've gone at the West Tigers because the fucking premier is a West Tigers member. 
and they're trying to create all of this fucking grassroots hullabaloo. Oh, you can't have fucking suburban grounds die. Oh, um, so this is all total fucking bullshit and a smokescreen. Uh, and I hope they call their bluff on it because, again, fuck Leichhardt Oval and fuck the West Tigers. The thing is, the thing is, well, like I mean, cause like what I've seen, I haven't seen like could I've seen like articles that say will, but the thing is, how why do you stop hosting games at Leichhardt at the end of next season if it's unsuitable for for uh, you know fans and conditions now, and they're not going to spend any money on it? The conditions not changing from now to the end of twenty twenty three. So what you know what I mean? Like why yeah. like. It's just this weird arbitrary sort of date, which does lead lead me to yeah, it is it is like a, a PR exercise probably to try and extort the money out of out of New South Wales government, you know, by I'm virtue serious. of you know people power, because again the West Tigers, I mean, it's a good target to use because you know the rage clicks on the articles about the West Tigers and everything seem to work. I mean, the. They're, they're certainly not like you know the the number one club in the game or the number one membered club in the game by any means, but they're certainly the the club that generates the hate clicks. Mm. And this could just be another one of those as well. But um, most of those. Oh, are there you go. So, uh, Perite has been offered a ticket to the Raiders game this weekend. Okay. And there are a number of banners with Save Leichhardt Oval due to be put around there. Fair funding now. I did see oh, that. I just saw a photograph of that. Sake. So, yeah, 100%. This is NRL-led bullshit spin. If Perite or Perite or however he pronounces his name, if he's serious, if he's fair dinkum, he'll rock up to Leichhardt in a fucking digger with a wrecking ball on it and just fucking start swinging from the time he shows up. <laughs> just put it straight through the fucking stand before the fucking Reggie start. <laughs> now that would be uh, that would be something that I'd click on if I saw that um, <clears throat> at this stage there's no, uh, no no news on some of the contract stuff we were talking about uh, with uh, Benny Hunt and so forth um, Dragon's apparently in the pole position now though they've given him an improved offer and apparently he wants to stay there for whatever reason so we shall monitor that and see how it goes uh, I guess onto the games hey let's go in what is clearly we, you know, we've had our women in league round and we've had our, you know, Anzac rounds and whatever. I mean, this is clearly who gives a fuck round because, my God, there's some <laughs> interesting team selections this week. <laughs> no, um, but not 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 particularly in uh, on Thursday night, though, where uh, we have the Eels taking on the Storm, which is a great, you know, finals. Pre-finals clash. Fuck Pre-finals yes. clash, yeah. The Eels coming in, you know, they, they mean business. I think, you know, they, they're trying to get a top four spot there, so they're unchanged. Um, the Melbourne Storm, however, uh, Eisenhuth is out with an ankle injury, so Lewis replaces him on the bench. Uh, Kafusi is named to start with Kami Kamika benched. King starts lock with Smith interchange. Jerome Hughes has been omitted from the side, bringing Cooper Johns in. Looks like Munster's going to play, though. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, the Storm. Good performance in a, in a tough, very finals-ish game against the Roosters, and they failed to get the win. Parramatta looked uh, very impressive, flogging the dead horse. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think Melbourne are probably... Even with the absence of Hughes, um, if... Obviously, Munster's going to play, and Harry Grant's there. I think they'll be looking to continue the impression they've been making over the last month or so and, and, and yeah. wanting to put a good performance in against Para. Um, I think it'll be a pretty entertaining game, um, but I'm going to tip Melbourne in a close one. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Jay to premature, to, to premature predictulate here and don't get the predictor I'm, I'm, I'm three games deep, brother. I'm fucking in. What are the what are the ramifications of an Eels win and a Storm loss in this, so, or a Storm win in this game? Okay, so currently, as we, as we speak now, um, Storm are in fourth and Eels are in fifth, both on thirty two points, but with Melbourne almost double their for and against. Right, right. So if the Eels win, they go into the top four. They're in. Yeah. Okay. That, so there's plenty to play for. That's it. But the now, Storm's still rest, resting. Fucking Jerome Hughes. The Storm 
if they lose, they're into fifth. Yep. If they win, they go as high as third. Okay. But then pending what the Cowboys do. Yeah, right. Right? Because they're also... That would put them on the same number of points. So we'll get to the, the Cowboys-Penrith game in a minute. Yep. But let's say that the Cowboys win that over the, the little Panther Cubs. That throws them back up to second. Yeah, because, I mean, every chance... I mean, this game has been has been delivered to the Cowboys on a silver platter, really. That's mm. it. So you, yeah. so, so you've got to kind of work on the assumption that, you know, work on the assumption where the Cowboys win, right? And then the other unfortunate thing for the Storm is that Cronulla play the Knights. Yeah, which is... So both, team, both teams above them have have easier games this week. So if the Storm win, they can finish fourth. So they're playing for a top four spot as are Parramatta, the same spot. So the Storm playing for, for playing for the, the double chance and and may, you know and but probably or definitely not at home though. That's it. Versus versus losing, finish fifth, home final against long, a team long way that's, around. That, that, that may have just yeah, but also a home final against that's a it. team that's a team that's going to fall in, which, which is essentially going to be what is it? Uh, fifth Broncos eight. or Canberra? Yeah, Canberra. Yeah, or Broncos in extremely unlikely scenarios. No, that won't happen. Can't happen. All right. Okay. So look, I, yeah, you know, I, I, it's fucking, it's so hard to pick the eels from week to week because I mean it's one thing to look, yeah, against shit teams, or the Panthers, they look impressive. Yeah, against yeah. most other teams, I mean I know they own a win against some of these decent teams like right at the start of the season too, like first mm. month. Yeah, but yeah, it's a long time since then, and it's really hard to. I mean, I guess it's a good. This is a good test of their credentials, even though the Storm are slightly weakened. It's. Like it's a good chance for them to dispel that shit, and they have been building over the last couple of weeks. I think if Parramatta get out to a very fast start, the Storm are rattleable at the moment. Mm. Yeah, like East went at them hard point. last week and shook them. I think if Parramatta can get out and blitz them, and they can put points on quickly, yeah, if they can get out to a, a you know two three try advantage early, yeah, and then get into the grind. They're a very good shot of going all the way. Um, Mitchell Moses might need to sacrifice himself as well and just talk, talk mad shit and try and get Nelson because I mean the spotlight's on the spotlight's <laughs> yeah. on Nelson at the moment as well. Hundred percent it is. And the, the thing is, though, I just fail to see that the Storm wouldn't be prepared for most of Parramatta's weaponry. You know, yep. sh- get up in Sean Lane's face and he's fairly easy to shut down. Get rid of the offload. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't tip against the Storm this close to the finals. Yep. Okay, so we move to a Friday night first game. Bulldogs take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls at Aqua Stadium. The Bulldog side, Corey Waddell returns. Uh, Stimson's been benched. Harrison Edwards drops out. Uh, Tevita Pangai Jr. returns on the bench. After, in Reggie's, I think he had a reasonable game, over 200 metres, uh, a couple of tackle busts. Uh, some missed tackles, but I think I, I think he did enough to uh, indicate that the message was received from being dropped down to the Reggies. Manly wholesale changes with um, finally KO Weeks named in number one jersey. I still don't believe it, it's going to happen until they run out on the field that way, but uh, I know the fan base have been wanting to see him at fullback for fucking a month now. Um, otherwise, so that, that then shifts Collar uh, to centre. Uh, Davey comes back into the side in the back row, Bullimore benched, and uh, Aloye is out of the side. Apparently, he has been uh, busted for about a month now and uh, just can't do the needle anymore. So that will end his season as well as uh, many others. Honestly, who fucking cares? A win or a loss does not fucking change the result of this season. Doesn't change anything at all. Do- which doesn't, means- change shit, doesn't change the ladder positions. Doesn't change jack shit. I mean, they've got a big break on the on the the bottom pack of teams. Uh, they can't they, they can't uh, lose position. They probably can't even improve it at this stage. So there's literally nothing to play for. And honestly, there's nothing to watch for, unless you want to see Ko Weeks how he goes at fullback. And um, and it's great to see him get some game time and hopefully fucking start instead of getting ten minutes off the bench at the end of games. Um, I I that's literally would, I would hazard a guess to say that on this field. Across those players, there is more pride and respect for the Bulldogs jersey on that field on Friday night than there is for the Manly jersey. At yeah, least the, the Bulldogs they're, players they're not showing it. Yeah, well, that, but that's the thing. They haven't been showing it lately either. That's they like, have. Both, well, no, they haven't. I mean, they've, fucking, Adokar, they've gone back to Adok- the... They, 
Adokar kisses it every time he scores from that one play that he and Birdo have together. <laughs> yeah, but last every week time. they got zero. Last week they got zero, so he wasn't kissing anything. <laughs> or was he just kissing it just to do it, walking off at half time? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I understand you now, Mitchell Pierce. <laughs> It's like he puts the hand in the Bulldogs jersey like the fucking Ben Affleck in like, like, like Ben <laughs> He's got it in his jersey. Oh, Rush. Falafel flavored kisses. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, falafel, Dunna, dunna, chicken and chicken. <laughs> Oh fuck! Glenny does not get that reference at all. Yep. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, no one cares. Bulldogs by plenty. No, no, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. Um, the Roosters take on the Rabbitohs now. This is a big game. Another I mean, fucking as, cracker. It's not as big as it was three weeks ago when we were predicting all sorts of shit based upon the result of this game. Um, both sides have have shocked to predict the world, and uh, pretty much, uh, well, they've they've made this. This was like a win and you're in kind of game three weeks ago, but now they're yeah. both safely as constant in the eight, so not not as much uh, pressure on there. The uh, Rooster side they will be uh, lacking uh, Victor Radley, who's out with a concussion. Uh, Daniel Tupo with groin injury, um, and Lindsay Collins is suspended uh, forever. Um, so SST starts in the lock, and Momorowski named on the wing, with uh, Baker and May joining the bench. And of course, as well, he's the uh, extended extended bench for May. Oh no, he's in seventeen. My mistake. Um, the Rabbitoh side. Okay, so Damian Cook has been rested. Campbell Graham is out. Jackson Polo. Comes in and replaces Graham in the centres. Oh, no. While uh, Mamuzelis replaces Nick Reamer on the bench. Now, this Mamuzelis is the one that, is that has some... fucking buy too for Manly. He's actually some, a real player. Some, some different ramifications based on what happens in that first game. All right. So, if Melbourne win on Thursday night, then, again, we've got two teams playing for exactly the same spot in the finals. So, yep. the winner of this game will go into fifth mm-hmm. and host a home final. Yep. Whereas the loser drops to seventh. Right. right. Now, if the Eels win on Thursday, they're both playing for sixth. Right. Which is which is which is means you're trying to book a game in Melbourne against the Storm. Then. Yeah, essentially. Right. Well, they're going to know that result, so. I guess it's choose your own adventure at that point. Yeah, that's because it. let's face it, they're both safely in the bottom four, so not a lot's going to yeah, change for them. But, they can't rise but going down to the top to, four. Yeah, but going down, going down to to play Melbourne in the finals in Melbourne. In a, yeah, in prob- a sudden death. Yeah, in sudden death is probably not what you're that's what it. you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, Rabbitohs for winning. me. Rabbitohs for me. You reckon last week just took too much out of the Roosters, like both both physically and with you know, players and suspensions and injuries and shit. Yeah, I, I do. I just, I just think the Rabbitohs are a more legit finals team, given what they've shown over the the entire course of the season. I think whilst both teams have been on a, a more of an upward tick towards the finals, I think the Rabbitohs would be more impressive. And um, again, you just can't go past the the as as good as the Tedesco factor is, and 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 like you, Jay, I hate the term X factor, but it, you know. The Tedesco influence over his team is is immense. I think Mitchell. I still give the edge to Mitchell. One hundred percent. One hundred. Tedesco's good because he does the little things right. His attention to detail spot on, and his effort throughout the game is unwavering. He's where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there, backing up everybody to take advantage of opportunities. Mitchell is an athletic freak of a human whose body is built for rugby league. Mm. And he can dominate any player in the competition one on one. There is a vast fucking difference between the danger of those two players on a football field. Um, I love the fact. I reckon this year, the floor and ceiling in all of the finals teams is bigger than it's been in as long as I can remember. The exception, except I was going to say, except maybe for Penrith, where their floor and ceiling is a little bit closer. But everyone else, you look at the, those two teams here for the first time that I can remember we're talking about well yeah the, here are two teams that are amazing fucking attacking teams but oh Jesus Christ if they have an off day yeah like if the rabbits start to get the fumbles or if the roosters start to fall into that fucking missed tackle mode that they get into yeah 
you know. Um, that is that is really the Achilles heel for the Bunnies is that when as you put the fumbles, but if if they make one handling error, they make six. That there, yeah, the bottle you opens know, and out she yeah, comes. It's, 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 yeah, they drop it cold. From One of the halves drops it cold. Then someone will fuck up in the play the ball and then someone's canning in a, canning in a ball off a edge back rower's fucking chest and, and yeah. it, they just seem to come in bunches with them yeah. for whatever fucking reason. There's no reason why. But, um, yeah, just just those lapses of concentration. The uh, other thing is, uh, I mean, I favour the Rabbitohs in this game for, and for the simple reason that the Roosters are a different side when Victor Radley isn't on the field. And he's yeah. not. That's it. They are, they, are less, they, they are not at their ceiling when he's off the field. Correct. And like, I don't think there's anything seriously wrong with him after last week. I think this week is more resting than anything else than actual you know, protocols dictating he, he sit out. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and that's because this game doesn't have dire, dire consequences to either. They're both in. But uh, yeah, I think I favour the Rabbits. Yep, agree. Just to, just to your point um, about the floor and ceilings of teams, I just like... Between, even if you take Penrith out of the equation, because they're a, they're a rule unto themselves. But you look at the Eels, the Storm, the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, just the experience in big games, you'd expect them to, to be able to operate close to their ceiling come finals time. And I think they've, they've all had their, their significant bumps in the road um, over the last few months of the, the regular season. But I think we're in for a cracking final series when you look at the the ceilings of those teams, as you put it. Yeah. Because, and then you throw the Cowboys in, they're, they're effectively a bit of an unknown quantity. Um, the Raiders are cannon fodder. And, and then, as I said, Penrith is a, a law unto themselves. But the, the calibre and the experience in big games of Storm, Eels, Roosters and Rabbitohs in particular is going to make for some fucking cracking finals games. I feel. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it would, it would actually it would be it would be ideal for the series as a whole if the Panthers got rolled week one of the finals, and we're all, and 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 we're like up against it, just like every, you know, like like yeah, last year. For, yeah, like, yeah. I think just for the just for the drama of the of the series. Yeah. But um, like, not that I think it'll happen, but um, but yeah, no, it'd be interesting. Uh, the Warriors take on the Titans, Mount Smart, in a game that has enormous ramifications for the wooden spoon. Um, the Warriors with a slender, what about 80-point lead in, in differential and two points on the competition ladder ahead of the West Tigers. Um, so they're going to be breathing down their neck. I mean, they know they could lose this game. The West Tigers put it on Canberra, and uh, the spoon is theirs uh, for safekeeping. The Warriors side... Aitken, Egan, Montoya, Arthurs and Berry all returned. Final game of the season. Big game. They're taking it seriously. The Titans, uh, they welcome back Philip Sammy after missing last week. Uh, Brian Kelly makes way for him. He's suspended. Look, I think the Warriors can actually win this game. I, I agree. But not by a margin that makes it remotely hopeful for the West Tigers faithful. <laughs> I, I think it's probably, uh, you know... If you, if, if you're the Warriors, look, if, I think they, just to, they will to interject, Glenny. Sorry, mm. if the if the Warriors win by twelve, mm. and the Tigers beat Canberra by forty eight, the Tigers still get the spoon. Yeah, I actually think the Warriors can win. Can be the big margin winning team. Okay, Warriors by sixty. West Tigers by. You're a fucking idiot, mate. I said oh, it at I'm the trying, start of oh, the show. Oh, yeah, no. fucking... I, me, so me, me, me outlines a fucking scenario. Yeah, me outlining a scenario where your team doesn't get the wooden spoon, and all of a sudden, I'm the cunt. If the Warriors win by 48, yes. and the Tigers win by 24, the Tigers still get the spoon. So they'll have to kick Oof. a field goal then. Yeah. That's Is that it. what you're saying? See? You're giving me problems, I'm giving you solutions. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like it's almost inevitable. That's it. No, I, I the think the Warriors will. Sorry, you go. No, no it's just as simple as no, no other than the Warriors will win at home. Mm. Yep. Well, I just I think it'll be do. a big moment for the Warriors, given everything that's happened over the COVID period, and and uh, I know they're playing at Mount Smart, but the fact that 
you know, it's it's the last game of the season. They're back there and and obviously uh, back there full time next year. I think it's it, they'll be looking to put a a bit of a full stop on on what's been a, a really hard couple of years for them and um and and put a good showing on for the yep for the scaffolders. Yep. Okay. So the uh, dragons take on the Broncos on a Saturday afternoon down there at uh, Jubilee. The dragon side unchanged. From the side uh, from last week uh, that had the easy win over the West Tigers, and the Brisbane Broncos side, You've been Carrigan what returns you're normally being. Please don't interrupt while I'm doing the team lists, Glennie. Well, be less Just of a cunt. Me. I won't have to interrupt you're, you. <laughs> you're being you're being you're being very rude right now. Uh, Carrigan returns at lock for the Broncos. Cobo's back after a little sleep. Branko Lee and Kobe <laughs> Hetherington make way, and uh, Hoyter comes in at centre. And the big change, Tyson Gamble replaces Ezra Mam in the halves. He is risen. Back from the dead. He, he is risen <laughs> on this most holy of days, the last day of use a fuck round. Um, so, look, Dragon's, Dragon's side, yeah, big chance here in a Ben Hunt revenge game. I mean, they were borderline terrible for large parts of the game, but they also had guys in the bin for 20 minutes of that first half too. Yeah, they did. Um, which which could have accounted for yeah a lot of that. So, look, if the boys can get around Ben Hunt, want him to stay, because the Broncos have proven over the last couple of weeks that they are just like mentally and physically shot. Yeah, they haven't they haven't been in contests at all. It's still a dollar sixty favourites the Broncos away from home and given their form over the last few weeks. Dollar sixty versus what? Two thirty five. That must be that must be based on the slim opportunity for them to regain their place. Yeah, I think if, if the Broncos are serious, they'll um, handle the Dragons fairly easily. What do you make of Ezra Man being the scapegoat for the Broncos? That's rough. Yeah, and not that he was effective, but far out. He he was one of the few putting effort in. Yeah, so, I, anyway. I feel like if a if a half is is made a scapegoat for those sort of performances when in large part his performance is is dictated by the effectiveness of the forward pack and the platform they lay for him to operate off the back of. Yeah. Um, and look, he can miss a tackle, but I mean, he wasn't Robinson yeah, Cruz over there. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, if all he can control is his effort areas and... and those were, you know, were there to be seen. Um, I, th- I think it's rough. Even objectively, looking around the league, if you said, okay, well, we, we're going to get the, the worst two performing halves of a round and, you know, drop them every week, he's he wouldn't have been in the worst two performing halves many weeks. Mm. You wouldn't think so. I mean, well, it can most only of be- those, yeah. It can only be because because of missed tackles, and that's what that's that's an area they're trying to, to shore up. I can't because you know otherwise. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to scapegoat him for performances. Um, you know, of of the halves when Adam Reynolds gets injured in the first half. Just yeah, saying, if you got dropped for missing tackles, how's Billy Wilders played almost every game this year for the Broncos? Yeah, that's I, it. Because I, I I don't know if he's missing as many tackles as he did when he played for the Tigers, Glenny. <laughs> well, he should still be sat for the amount of tackles that he missed when he was playing for the Tigers. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, yeah, but still, look, Dragons in an upset. Look, the Dragons had a performance of a lifetime last week to get over the juggernaut that is the West Tigers. I don't know that they could replicate that, and I think the Broncos will handle them easily. So all the joy right. that that cunt of a fan base and that fucking piece of shit club had last week in winning against the Tigers and trying to fucking take pot shots at me. Uh, because I'm the face of the West Tigers fan- franchise, apparently. Um, it's all for fucking naught, because they get thumped this week. Jesus, Glenn. So what you're doing is you're not actually speaking on the merits of the game itself. You're just speaking on what you want to happen because the West Tigers fans touched you touched you in your in your special place last week after the game. Well, the West Tigers fans always touch me in my special place because they're my people, but I think you mean the Dragons <laughs> the fans. The Dragons fans, sorry. <laughs> All the West Tigers fans, the Dragons fans. All fans. Everyone. Come at me, cunts. Whatever. Only fans. Everyone's touching Glennie's special place. Um, The North Queensland Cowboys take on the Penrith Panthers up there at the Abattoir. 
Um, this is the most affected game of the round, obviously. Um, the Cowboys, though, drink water's a fullback. Um, the Hammer is in six. Dearden's named in the reserves, so um, I guess potentially he uh, could regrow his testicle in time. Uh, Cotter starts at prop, and uh, Neem back in the side on the interchange bench. The Panthers' side, this is where the changes come in. Dylan Edwards, Brian Toto, Stephen Crichton, Isaac Targo, Talon May, Jerome Luai, Moses Leota, James Fisher-Harris, Army <laughs> Kickout, and Isaiah Yo all rested. Appy and Spencer Lenew are injured. Staines, Taruva, Jennings, Jenkins, Christian Crichton, Falls, Lindsay Smith, Luke, Blacker, Henry, and Cole all come in. Eisenhuth and Kenny move into the starting side along with Scott Sorensen making his return. <laughs> this is like legitimately, I mean, like Craig Bellamy can rest the motherfucker. Like, but this yeah. is just, look, it's a, it's a gamble of sorts. I mean, like, you know, there's just that much confidence in the systems and everything that these guys can step away and have a week off and put their feet up and then come back when it really matters next week and deliver the, the performances they should be at that time of season when they're coming up against, you know, it's finals. So, yeah, there's a gamble, there's a gamble there, especially with, um, like, Cleary, who's been out for a while anyway. Yep. And then and, and, and you've got Luai as well, who was out for a while, came back for, like, what, one game? Did you have one yep. game back or two games Last back? Last week. Yep, and then so, yeah, this is a... Is this how you would play, Jay? If you, if, yep. If you were Ivan... This is what 100%. you did. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I tend to agree. I, I would, I would fucking, you know, put them on ice for the a, thing is, a week and yeah, yeah. See, I, I don't know if I'd put them all on ice because I'd, I'd put on the the guys that needed it though, one hundred percent without question. Like Dylan yeah. Edwards is always injured, so he's he's probably carrying something. We saw Appy and um and Lenu, so fair enough. Yep. Jerome Luife, you know, if he's if he's not carrying a niggle, I think he you know he might need some time in there. Um. Then the rest of them, like outside backs and stuff like that. I mean, they don't fucking do half of anything anyway in the game. Like, well, it's like it's like when we were talking about Cobo last week. I mean, they don't need a fucking rest. Give him a training session off. I don't do shit. <laughs> I just stand out there and wait for it. So, um, yeah. Look, I think if the Cowboys lose this game, it will be hilarious. And uh, you know, as as the my chaos a lot nature, I'm certainly hoping they do lose. Ah, oh, you um, watched any of that? I haven't. I'm just taking your word for it at this stage before I get into the rotation. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, honestly, it's in Townsville. Yeah. They're trotting out as full strength as they can do. And the fact that they've named Dearden on the extended bench means they're thinking about that too. Yeah. If you can, if you can do it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they should win this and they should win it extremely fucking well. And, uh, Ultimately, reap the rewards on the on the ladder. Yeah, well, which again, the this one, like it obviously means something, but yeah, Penrith can't can't be dethroned, and the Cowboys, no matter what they do, they'll still finish two points behind the Sharks. Yeah, right. You know, so the Sharks have done enough. You know, and well, you know, look, we're assuming they're going to beat Newcastle. Yeah, so so it's not guaranteed, but yeah, they can it's briefly not. get themselves into second place for a time there. It, it's as guaranteed as it could be, though. But the thing is, if they do beat the Sharks, I mean, if they do get over the top of the Sharks, it doesn't matter. It's just the venue of where they play the Sharks. Yeah, that's so it. the their week one matchup is kind of locked, um, depend pending results of like um, Thursday night. Okay, so we move on then to that game, the uh, Newcastle Knights take on the Sharks uh, in Newcastle, Newcastle side. Milford is gone. Uh, Crossland starts at 5-8. Suasso Sue is out. Randall and Johns join the bench. And uh, the Sharks. Ikevali returns, so he replaces Zoro on the wing. And Finucane is listed in the extended reserves, Jersey 22. Mm. Would, you, would you be rushing Dale back? No. Mm. It's a game they'll win, they'll win easily without him, and you know, yeah. why why push? Yeah. Same point it counts. And I mean, the Newcastle Knights have signalled their intentions by not playing Milford and putting Phoenix Crossland in. And I know, I know you've got your Kurt Mann agenda, Glenny. But I mean, Phoenix, got, yeah, I mean, he the only player he's not he, the only player he's um better than is Phoenix Crossland. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
and look, you know, Milford hasn't been set, setting the world on fire, but you know, dropping him and running with a halves combination of Phoenix Crossland and Adam Clune for the final game of the season does send a message that they're not fucking serious either. Yeah, that's it. So sharks by plenty. Yeah, plenty. I tells you. Yes. And finally, a Father's Day gift for Glennie. The West Tigers take on the Remember Canberra last Raiders. Remember last Father's Day? That was... Oh, that's... No, we weren't there together. It was the week after we were together, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? And, you, and you and Jackson uh, were... No, no, no. It was the daily. week prior. Week prior. And, um, and that was... And that the was double header, we were there together. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. the following week was Father's Day and I'd had a fucking brilliant day. And yeah. then Jackson and I drove up to Redcliffe, the two of us, and sat so there and watched So two and a half hours, us. yeah? Two and a half hours-ish? Yeah. Yeah. The, and then... Uh, <laughs> Sat there and watched us get, what was it, 38 nil? Yeah, you got donated oh, by the Bulldogs, didn't you? Yeah. 38 yeah. block. <laughs> and then we, had the two, then, the then we had the two and a half hour drive home. <laughs> and, the, and the car's just dead, si- dead silent with you just fuming and, and Jackson sitting in the passenger seat just going like... <laughs> <laughs> just stifling laughter every now and again when he thought yeah. of the scoreline. I say angry dad. I didn't I didn't play for the Tigers. All the Bulldogs for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking it yeah. out on me? Why are you taking it out on me, bro? <laughs> so, traditionally, and you can probably speak to this more than more than I can. Well, let's go through a team list first. And we'll talk about this. Where's Tigers', Tigers favourites for this game? Tigers take on the Canberra Raiders. Uh, Lockhart Oval, one of the last games that <laughs> yeah, Lockhart man. Oval host. Um, if they can't get up for this fucking you know, milestone game, uh, <laughs> Tamau returns from suspension for his Tiger Swan song. Musgrove is benched. Malmalo is back. Garner returns in uh, the centres. Kapoa is out, and uh, Porga goes to the reserves. Did anything happen after? Nothing happened because of what he was mouthing off when he got binned, right? Yeah, I'm really fucking disappointed in that. Yeah, like, like I saw people on Twitter talking about it, but it doesn't seem like anyone in any official capacity recognised it happened. Um, uh, Peachy, back on the bench, so you know oh, that's going to work out. There we go. Uh, Lids is out, and um, Katonga is omitted from the side completely. Just a quick thing first. Did you see that uh, it, you know, something for, you, for the two of you to you know, enjoy amongst yourselves, that uh, Jockey Madden has decided that there is no future in game time coming his way at the West Tigers. And it's looking oh. like he'll go over and be the Sean O'Sullivan replacement at the Penrith Panthers. <laughs> did you hear that one, Glennie? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I was wondering if you were going to bring it up. Um, I'd forgotten about it until just now when I saw his name. <laughs> you know, like as much as I've agreed... Other than Dane Laurie, I haven't agreed with many of the Pascoisms where, you know, if it comes from Penrith, it must be great. So, or, or I'm getting one up, up over uh, my former employer. Um, I never thought he would allow <laughs> something such as this. Uh, that's a two in one year, Pasco. Yep. Um, yeah. I knew he was an incompetent cunt, but I didn't know it was to this level. Um, let, me, let me try and spell out what's happening here. Um, it could go a couple of ways, but it does look like uh, once the season's over, maybe that's the time where this thing with Brooks and Tyson Frizzell finally comes for, to fruition, which mean, frees up Jackson Hastings to play seven, Dewey plays six. Um, Jock Madden's probably right that if that's the case, and he's there's probably not a great deal of game time. For him, and if it if it's not the case and Brooks is still there, then unfortunately, because I think he's a better option, um, I still don't think he's going to get much game time. But he certainly, um, in the time that he's had in first grade, he certainly acquitted himself well, and um, he's a competitor, and he 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 puts a fucking effort in. And um, you know, I wish uh, he made his debut at Magic Round last year, and um, yep. just you know. Good family. They they like just they were not seated not far from us, um, in the stand. And you know he's he's a good he's a good lad, and he deserves uh, an opportunity to show what he's capable of on on a greater scale in first grade. I don't know that he's going to get 
much game time at Penrith other than filling in, but he's certainly going to learn a lot and he's he's going to what? become a better you, player just by being. Have you not seen? Have you not seen Nathan Cleary's tackling technique? He's going he to get suspended and play State of Origin football. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he'll get four games minimum. <laughs> That's yeah, just the way it goes. Um, and I think you'll take those four games over twenty-four games. But the West Tigers getting hammered. Yeah, like I said, you take four games where he gets the where he gets the run off the back of the just Panthers being in forwards. the system. Yeah, just being yeah. in the system is is going to be advantageous for his career, no matter where he That's ends it. up. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm sad to see him go. So on to the game at hand, though. Yeah, the Canberra Raiders. They expect to win. They the West are. Tigers need an absolutely monumental win. On the back of the news that the West Tigers have lost to the Warriors the day before, the yeah. Tigers will know the, they'll they'll know they'll see the margin they'll know the margin they'll go they'll walk out on that field they'll and there'll know. be an equation there'll be an equation there they'll know we got to go out here we got to put we got to put sixty on these cunts they'll know <laughs> will they be able to do anything kind of, about it they're going to play with that free flowing style <laughs> that we know and come to expect. <laughs> West Tigers have been installed as favourites for this game by uh, Blakely Bet. Um, I was going to say because they're not in, not, in, not in real, not in non-crackhead no, bet. <laughs> Three dollars seventy-five outsiders. Um, Look, that's about as short as they've been all season. So it kind of it always is favouritism. Is that the first time you've been under ten dollars this year? You're a fuckhead, mate. No, it has to be that way. You can't possibly be serious. Um, how many other games have you been less than ten dollars in? Plenty, other than when really? we played Penrith. Yeah, but you played you need to no pay more attention. players. Yeah, it was still probably ten dollars. Like the the Cowboys are facing more of our players this week than you did, and they're a dollar fifteen. Exactly. Yeah, good. Look, <laughs> cannot see in a, a scenario where the Canberra Raiders can possibly win this game. Uh, West Tigers. <laughs> Off the back of a fucking monumental Herculean effort last week uh, against fucking juggernaut that is the St. George Illawarra Dragons, um, only to be robbed by the incompetence of one of their players. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck me, they're going to put 60 on us, and it's very frustrating because old fucking the toilet somersaulter. Um, don't hear much from him. He's always plays nicey nicey until it comes time where we play the Raiders, and then he makes a count of himself. Um, this is you're right. They may well go into this game with an equation saying, you know, if we win by X amount of points, we've been here before um, in positions to make the finals potentially. If we won by X amount of points, we'll <laughs> avoid the spoon, um, and that is worked out for us uh, 0% of the time. So I don't anticipate this game's going to be much different. But they can all go and get nice haircuts afterwards and stretch their quads. Well, will they be nice haircuts? Or has Pasco saved money by getting a fucking, you know, a guy that was flipping burgers to come and be the barber? You oh, wouldn't put it past him, would you? No, I wouldn't. But, you know, yeah, there's not much no. I'd put past him. Look, there's, there, there are two there are two possible outcomes for this game based on the, the, the game with the Titans. Titans win and go four points on the ladder ahead of the Tigers. Raiders win by 60 because the Tigers won't have anything to play for, no hope. The Titans get flogged or lose or get flogged and, you know, given achievable, in air quotes, margin. The West Tigers will hang in the game, but they're still not going to win. There's no chance. There's nothing, no fucking way they win no, this game. No chance. None. No, that's it. All right. So we've been kind of doing the predicting before the, yeah, between and, and around all of the games. That's it. So, uh, and the final eight, you know, really without you know, major catastrophes was decided last week. Yep. So on that note. So it's Penrith, Sharks, Cowboys. Yep. Storm, Rabbits, Parramatta, Roosters, Raiders. All right. And then we go into the final series, at which point we'll be dropping back to Wednesday night. So we'll, we'll be doing next next Monday wrap-up of the, the final round. Wednesday will be the previews for the first round of finals. And then yep. and then just given the fact that the games halve and then halve again immediately after, uh, we'll be going Wednesday nights only 
And so the schedule will basically be Wednesday nights through the final series, Wednesday night after the grand final, and uh, then we'll try and get another Ask the Agent episode after that while voting yeah, for the Twillies is happening. Fuck that guy. And then we'll finish up episode 500, last one of the year. And that will be the Twillies around, uh, I think, around the 18th or around, around mid-October, whatever that Wednesday turns out to be. Fuck yeah. So thanks for listening. That's full time for episode 492. Uh, as always, if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Nation, And uh, got a shitload of Patreon rewards arrived at my place yesterday afternoon. And so uh, if you are a, a Patreon member, a patron on the top two tiers, uh, on, on, the, on the, the second highest tier, you, you'll be getting a, a shirt coming your way real soon. And if you're on the top tier, you'll be getting two shirts coming your way really soon. And uh, if you're waiting on the, the regular memberships, we're still waiting on those polo shirts to come through. And uh, I would imagine we'll be getting them uh, within the next week. Uh, hoodies are here. So, yeah, fucking loving it. Got a shit ton of merch in my house at the moment. But, um, yes, can't wait to get that out there, everybody. Do you fellas have anything you would like to add before the end of the episode no if we lose by 60 they can burn Lycard to the fucking ground that is a contract a verbal contract (laughs) are you listening (laughs) the uh the uh the mayor of uh of (laughs) Lycard has just uh put that down mayor of uh, Tiger Town mayor of Tiger Town after after fucking the former mayor Madge was deposed in a bloody coup that's it. Around May or whatever it was. That's it. Um, yeah, right. two, two big games. Melbourne, Parramatta, Storm, uh, Roosters, South can't fucking wait. All right. And that note, talk to you next week. See ya. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.